This is In The Making, and I'm your host, Teresa Ao. I am so excited to be bringing you this brand new podcast with intimate stories and life lessons from the front lines of the creator economy. On In The Making, you'll hear from content creators, communicators, marketers, designers, and the folks who do a little bit of everything, the slashies. So join us every two weeks for revealing and honest conversations where we get to find out together how these creators overcome the challenges of being small business owners and creatives at the same time. Thank you so much for being here with us. I'm so glad you're here. My guest today is photographer and creative strategist, East London native, Toby Shinobi. You might have seen his work on social media. His architectural photography on Instagram is so stunning. He's also a highly sought after photographer for brands like Adidas, Coca-Cola, and Audi. His distinctive focus on perspective, geometry, and symmetry makes for striking images of urban structure and city skylines that feel like optical illusions. He was featured in the award-winning documentary short, I Take Photos, and his photography book, Equilibrium, came out in 2021. Now based in Chicago, Toby is also a creative strategist at a major social media platform where he helps retailers mix commerce, community, and entertainment in short form video. Welcome to In The Making, Toby. Thank you so much for making the time to chat with us today. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah. So let's get started with your origin story. Tell us a little bit about where you're from and how you found your first career. Yes. Born to a Nigerian father and UK-born West Indian mother. I, I grew up in East London, fairly strict traditional upbringing for uh, Black parents, you know, trying to make sure that they, they gave me the best future they could. I was very much interested in pursuing a career in law. And over time, I, I decided it just really wasn't for me. I wasn't reaching the the goals and I wasn't being fulfilled in the way I wanted to be. I, I found myself at a point in my legal career where I was either arguing with a judge or arguing with my boss or arguing <laughs> with my client or arguing with the opponents about something or other. It was just a lot of things were outside of my control. And photography came along and it was just this antithesis of everything that I was doing in law. Because I was going to ask you, you know, law is so different from photography, completely different. How did photography come along for you in your life? My actual younger brother picked up a camera and I remember being like pleasantly surprised uh, being like, huh, I never really, I never really thought I could do that. I think it says something about people having exposure to certain things, but I previously worked in a department store and the only people I saw buying cameras was older white men, you know, glasses, <laughs> ponytail, the vests, the shorts, you know, the, the, the vest with all the pockets, that look, that's all I saw buying. And I was like, I guess that's just, that's not my vibe, you know? So I, I, I just didn't, I didn't do it, but I'm, I'm glad I did. You know, my, my, my brother brought his camera. How old were you? My first proper camera when I realized I really wanted to do this was about, I want to say 13 years ago, Instagram had appeared on the scene around this time as well. So the Instagram started is when, is, is when I started really taking photography more seriously. When you transitioned from law to photography, 
did it seem like a big risky jump or was it pretty smooth and a gentle slide into it? It was um, <laughs> definitely more of column A than column B. There was a little bit of a jump and a little bit of a push. So what happened for me was I had planned on doing both and I wanted to see how I could maintain as much of the legal career and do as much of the influencer career at the same time. And so what basically happened in the UK was the type of lawyer I am, which is an employment lawyer, they changed the law. So if a person was bringing a claim against their employer, you had to pay a certain amount, which as you can imagine is going to reduce the amount of claims that someone, you know, people would bring. It reduced them about 80%. And so I was one of the people who um, was made redundant. But then I found another law firm that I wanted to kind of try and make it happen with. I had all this experience. And when I'm I'm trying to talk to them and say to them, like, you know, maybe we should try this. And they're like, no, 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 just just do what you're told kind of thing. Where in photography, I'm being flown to Venice, right? And then I'm getting my pictures on billboards in Piccadilly Circus, which is London's version of Times Square. You know, as the kids say, the math ain't mathin', right? So I was just like, all right, I think I'm going to give the photography a try. And, you know, when you go from a full-time job, you know, Steady paycheck is is the most addictive drug in the world as far as I'm concerned, right? So you go from that to having the freedom, which is exhilarating to not know what next is going to come up, but it does fire you up in a particular way. But to answer your question, it was, it was very, very bumpy. And I was in, initially, I was very broke, like very, very broke, but <laughs> I, w- I wouldn't change it for the world. Yeah, that is such a refreshing answer. And actually a little surprising because... A lot of people I've spoken to are scared out of their minds, you know, to leave a, like you said, a steady paycheck, right? (laughs) The drug thing. Yeah. Um, The most addictive drug in the world is is a steady paycheck. Right. Yeah. So most people are so scared, right? So were there no fear at all for you when you were like broke and... You didn't know where your next paycheck was coming from, even though you were experiencing such freedom and loving the things that you were doing. Fear wasn't the thing which was most pressing at the time because I was in it. I mean, I think there's I think there's more fear of the unknown, right? I knew what I was dealing with. I was very much in it. And um, it was more so just just wildly uncomfortable, just... You know, being in in financial dire straits can be, it can be embarrassing. Yeah. Yeah. So how long did it take for you from the beginning of going full time as a freelancer or or on your own to the moment where, you know, money was coming in and you didn't have to worry about how you were going to pay rent or go out to a nice restaurant? I'm going to say six months. Wow. Which in some respects, some people might say is kind of slow. But in some respects, some people might say it's kind of fast. My story is not going to be someone else's story. Then there was, you know, crashing on couches at certain points because of different things and stuff. Some people are afraid to take a step back in order to go two steps forward, you know, because they think, oh, I'm going backwards, right? Yeah. But like you can't navigate through life always in a linear fashion. You're, you're going to find a couple of dead ends and stuff. I like to say you don't take L's, you take lessons, Right. Like the only L's I take are lessons. And so you you may go down a particular route and you think, okay, cool, this is a dead end. But you just know that, okay, that's not the way for me. I need to just kind of back up, take another way. It's not, it's not the end of the world. It's not a, it's not a failure per se. 
Yeah, yeah. Sounds like you have a tremendous growth mindset and you're open to things. I love the idea of personal growth. You only stop growing when you're dead. I want to continue growing until I can't, you know, anymore. I want to dig into a little bit about what you think made you break out in the world of photography so soon after you started? Because you said six months. To me, that's really, really fast. Do you think it's pure talent? Because there's so many talented photographers out there, right? So how did, and they don't all have the huge following that you have or, you know, big brands wanting them to take photos for for, for (laughs) a company. So what do you think it was about your work and you that propelled you into the successful career? I think what may make someone want to work with me specifically over some other people is... Besides your beautiful photographs. <laughs> besides my beautiful photograph, I mean, there's a degree of professionalism. And I think that what we have right now is an oversaturation of photography in the market. I've benefited from this, but we are bombarded with images every day. And I think that me coming from this legal background, and that is one of the things that I think gives me an edge. So mm-hmm. me being able to speak professionally, I can explain myself and articulate. The reason why I've done that is this, mm. right? If I need to put a story together, I can do that. If, if a client has a particular need, I listen to what they what it is they need. And then I'm able to take that away. And I think that's what my clients um, like from me. Um, being able to listen well. And and that's something that's, I think, maybe quite personal to me as an individual, but also as a professional, I like to listen a lot. It's a very potent combination that allows me to to talk to technicians. It allows me to talk to artists. It allows me to talk to people on the street. It allows me to talk to um, people in boardrooms. That being able to code switch, so that allows, again, for more effective communication. I, th- I think it gives me a bit of an edge. Tell me the first thing that pops into your mind when you hear this question. What do you love about taking photographs? The thing I love about taking photographs is the control. You get to capture that moment in time and then you can edit it. My cinematographer friends say they love how um, photographers are able to capture a moment and storytell in that one frame. Mm. And I never thought about it that way before, but I, I love that. If I haven't gone out and shot for a while, I can feel there's something not not quite right. Uh, an ex-girlfriend of mine pointed out to me one time when I was kind of feeling a bit down. She's like, why don't you go out and shoot? And I went out and I felt 10 times better afterwards. Um, mm. Drone photography in particular, that like, almost God's eye perspective, I find it very calming. If I'm, if I'm just out and I can just get that perspective and I can compose something, or just being out and exploring. I can be by myself or I can be with someone else. Just going out and just kind of that creating, that is, there's something, I don't know, but I, I can't describe it. It's very therapeutic. Well, and you're sharing that with the world because on your website, I'd love how your landing page says, see what I see or something like that, right? Yeah, yeah, see what I see. Yeah, it's beautiful. Thank you. Yeah, so thank you for sharing that. Yeah. I want to shift gears a little bit and ask you what were your first thoughts when you started to hear about AI in photography? I liken the AI revolution to the industrial revolution. So at some point, people would have been out farming, picking apples by hand, 
right? And then at some point, someone has this amazing technological invention, right? This advancement. And someone is smart enough to either be the person who designs the technology, someone owns the technology, or someone at the very least learns to operate the technology. The people who were picking apples before or doing some sort of manual labor, I think they may have been purists and said, oh, but the apples are getting mangled by this mechanical contraption because it's not, it's not ready yet. Or there's going to be some people who are like, no, I prefer the hand-picked apple. Some people probably would have said the, the technology is an abomination, right? Mm-hmm. I think those are all the th- arguments that are being said now. And I pay attention to it, both in my, my nine-to-five role and, and as a photographer. But I think, ultimately, if we look at history, we know AI is here to stay. I think it's going to happen. So It's happening. Can, it's happening, Right. So you can either get on board and learn to, you know, when life hands you lemons, make lemonade, or you can stay thirsty. I do understand why some people are fearful of it. Yeah. Personally, are you fearful of it? Am I fearful of it? I don't like to use the word fear. I have a healthy respect. So I think the smart move is to get ahead of it and do what we can because, you know, living in a, what may become the Stone Age otherwise, I don't think that's going to be the wise thing either. So I think we have to kind of like move along with some degree of caution and work out the best way to do it. But I do think that the greatest rewards lie on the other side of our fears. I put out some content just recently talking about how you can use AI. I hadn't even used AI in a way where I was like, yeah, I'm putting this out. Like, this is my picture. I was just letting people know, like, look, this is this is a potential use case. What kind of comments did you get? Oh, someone just said, um, unfollow, call this photography. And I'm like, I'm, I'm not saying it is photography. I'm saying you can use it to to do certain things. But it's interesting because if, you, if you're using a smartphone, the computational photography in it, there's a degree of artificial intelligence. Like it's so ingrained in little things that you may not think it's involved in. It's like in the autofocus in our cameras now. It's, yeah, you know, when you're typing something, you know, autocorrect has AI in it. Yes. So to say that when making images, we can't use it, that seems like, okay, cool. Well, painters probably had a similar view of photography when it came out. Mm. Yeah. Right? Again, I understand some people's reservations, but at the same time, I'm like, the horse is well and truly out of the stable right now. I think it goes back to what you said before. People are scared of the unknown and maybe the people who commented on your post or people who are a little skeptical or fearful just don't even know what the future is like or what this could do for their work. It can enhance it and really help them and not take over jobs. Yes. Yeah. Are you going to be the person who is picking apples or are you going to be the person who learns to operate the apple picking machine? I I don't think arguing against it right now, I don't know if that's the best use of most people's time. I mean, I'm not saying I have all the answers. I just think that, you know, it's going to be somewhat futile very, very soon, if not already. Yeah. Tell me your typical workflow as a photographer and does AI even fit into it now? You know, as, as a photographer, in terms of editing images, I think I've typically strayed away 
from doing massive alterations, Photoshop style edits to my work. I like to Photoshop in real life. So I'm the kind of person, if I see a scene um, and it's not quite the way I want it, you know, I've, I've spent hours removing trash cans from a bridge. And now you can do it with Gen AI. Right. So yes. I, I do remember one time I was in New York and there was this, there's this bridge, I think it's in, I want to say Tribeca. And there was a bunch of trash cans and these were heavy, heavy trash cans. And I remember moving them by myself, right? This is like maybe 1 a.m. in the morning and I'm moving trash cans on this bridge. And I'm just like, all right, I got the shot, but like, I don't think the shot was amazing, right? Whereas I could have done that later on in post and no one would have questioned it or, or known the difference. I can't imagine anyone's going to come up to me and pat me on the back and say like, that was amazing. You, you move those trash cans. <laughs> I know that shot. I know there's a bunch of trash cans in that shot. You move those trash cans. You you deserve extra credit for doing that. So am I more of a photographer or less of a photographer because I used AI to remove the trash cans in post? Last question on AI. What excites you about AI? The same thing that excites me is the same thing that gets people scared about it. The possibilities, mm. right? I went from knowing nothing about it to knowing absolutely everything about it. I, I, was, I stayed up till about 4 a.m., almost three, four nights in a row. I was that excited about it. And I'm I, definitely that level of excitement has died off. That was months ago. The last time I had been that excited about a creative process was when I first started photography. So we haven't talked much about your creative strategy work, your nine to five, mm -hmm. because there you did another pivot, right? Going from law to not just from law to photography, but entering into this whole creative field, yeah. that of creative strategy. How is strategy different from creating as a photographer? So as a photographer, you can pretty much, it's, it's um, short-term gratification, right? Mm -hmm. Strategy, is, there's this consultative nature to it where I'm listening to people. They come to me with a particular problem, whether it's raising brand awareness, whether it's driving traffic to uh, a particular website so they can download more of an app or get people to sign up. What's the most creative way to do that? And so when I'm picturing how the user is going to experience my work, I'm thinking, okay, cool. So I need them to download this app. And then from the app, I need them to scan this particular image in order to have the effect. What's their journey? Again, it's, it's another form of storytelling, right? And I think that's what it comes down to. All of what we do as human beings, the way in which we remember things is all storytelling right? Your mom will usually give you a reason as to why you shouldn't do something, or your dad will give you a reason as to why you shouldn't do something. And they usually tell you a story alongside with it. So I'm, all I'm trying to do is become a better storyteller. The most successful people, in my opinion, are the best storytellers. Exactly. All of them. All of them. Now, what do you think creators need to know about social platforms and working with brands, since you have so much experience in that area? You know, you have to be yourselves. But understand that we are, as individuals, we are not for everyone, right? And I made sure that my my brand online was very clean and clear cut. Like, you know, I don't cuss or, or cuss too much anyway, but I just made sure that I knew the brands I wanted to work with were very much focused on brand safety. And for, for those in the crowd who don't know what brand safety is, brands will be very focused on not doing something which is going to bring any sort of controversy um, mm. to them, right? So... 
if there's pictures of you smoking certain recreational, you know, things on your page, you may not want to do that, right? Like Nike may not want to work with you if you, if yeah. you do that. Even, you know, like particularly strong political views, you may want to consider. I'm not saying do or do not. I'm just saying you may want to consider the stuff that you're putting out there and seeing if it aligns with the brands. Now, if you're a person who's like, I don't want to change, that's absolutely fine. There's going to be some brands who want you for that level of authenticity, but there's going to be some brands who who, who don't want that. And you, you just have to be prepared to accept the consequences of your actions. The other thing I would say about working with brands is it's cool to work with brands, but it's not the be all and end all. There's other ways to get validation. There's other ways to make money. Um, there's other ways to make it big. Okay. Well, I know that most of 2023 is, you know, it's almost done with, right? But I always ask my guests, what is the one word that has guided you or will guide you in 2023? Synergy is the word that keeps on coming up. Ooh, explain a little. I, I realize that there are certain creative endeavors and just endeavors in general that make more sense if you do it as a team. And so yeah. I'm in the process of building out a team now, working with people that I trust. So if you really want to get good, build people around you who are going to push you and be honest with you. Yeah, just finding people who are of a similar mindset to, to build with is going to be massively beneficial for you in the future. And so that's why synergy has got to be the word of uh, 2023, 2024. Thank you so much for joining us today, Toby. We'll put the links to your social channels and website in the show notes. So take a look there to keep in touch with Toby and his work. Thank you very much. I really enjoyed my conversation with Toby Shinobi today. I love the way he ties storytelling to everything he does, whether in a single image or a client's campaign. Here are some takeaways. One, you might have to go backwards in order to move forward. Toby went from practicing law to couch surfing on his way to find success in photography, but that didn't faze him. Two, creative gigs aren't just about your portfolio. It's also about professionalism. Really listen to what clients are asking for and be able to explain how your work fits their needs. Three, your value as a creator doesn't depend on the technology you use or not use. Whether you want to haul around trash cans at 1am to take a better photo or fix the trash can in post-production, that doesn't make you more or less of an artist. This is In The Making, and I'm your host, Teresa Ao. I'll be back with a new guest and new inspiration from the creator economy every two weeks. So please take a few seconds to follow this podcast. And if you like this episode, be sure to give us a rating and a review in your favorite podcast app. We're brand new, so we would really appreciate it if you would share this show with your friends, family, and colleagues. And we'd love to hear from you. Email us at inthemaking@adobe.com with your feedback and suggestions. Thank you so much for listening, and I'll see you all in a fortnight. <laughs>